The wellness revolution starts now. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Hotze. Welcome to the program today. I'm here with Dr. Don Ellsworth, an associate and colleague of mine here at the Hotze Health and Wellness Center. And we both believe that it's important for you to have a physician and a staff of professionals who have the know-how, the wherewithal, the expertise, and the experience to coach you on a path of health and wellness naturally. So as you mature, you've got energy, vitality, and enthusiasm for life without a bunch of pharmaceutical drugs. We're going to discuss today a very important uh, nutrient. Uh, Some people call it a vitamin. Uh, Others call it a hormone. And it's vitamin D, vitamin D3 specifically. Mm -hmm. And uh, Vitamin D, of course, is produced in our body from cholesterol, as are our major hormones. All the sex hormones and adrenal hormones are produced from a very important molecule in our body, which is cholesterol. Mm -hmm. It's very important. It's not dangerous. Without cholesterol, we would be in big trouble. So a good cholesterol, cholesterol is very important to have in your body, and it is – converted to vitamin D when the sun's UV light, UVB, uh, penetrates the skin and it converts cholesterol to vitamin D3, which then vitamin D3 goes to the liver, is produced, uh, is converted to calcidiol, and then goes to the liver, I'm sorry, to the uh, kidneys and produced uh, uh, calcitriol, and that's the active form of vitamin D in the body, which has a host of beneficial effects. And so we're going to talk about vitamin D and how important it is for your overall health to be on a daily program of vitamin D supplementation and a specific type, vitamin D3, and even mixed with uh, vitamin K2 can be very important. So I wanted Dr. Ellsworth to share with us the importance of vitamin D3 and why people need to supplement it. most people say, well, you get it from sunlight. Mm-hmm. But how many of us are spending any time out in the sun? I don't know about you, Doc, but I'm, I'm, I'm in the office all day long. We're in the office a lot. And also, most people have a, a fear of being out in the sun very much because dermatologists send a message about being careful about burning your skin, increasing the risk of getting skin cancers. And so we've reached, we're in an unfortunate situation where people aren't really sure what to do. And most people err on the side of staying away from the sun, whereas the reality is we absolutely do need the sun. We don't necessarily need a sunburn, but to avoid getting sun is going to leave our body low in vitamin D unless we're supplementing. Interestingly, you know, I used to think I knew vitamin D. And when I was in school, we talked about vitamin D. Hey, give them some vitamin D. It would be an occasional comment I would hear. But you know what we would use? Vitamin D2 which is a prescription form of vitamin D2 that still is being used. But the interesting thing is is when we go out and we get sun exposure, we make no vitamin D2, but plants do, algae do. So it's actually the exact wrong form of vitamin D. And we we knew so little about what it did. And I used to think vitamin D, well, bones. Everybody knows vitamin D. It just has to, strong bones. You know, if you don't have enough, you'll get rickets, which is true. But it's so much more than that. This calcitriol, the active form of vitamin D, goes to virtually every cell in our body. And there's a vitamin D receptor, um, which uh, is interesting. Uh, a lot of people have had their genetics done, 
I know I've had this done, and there's a vitamin D receptor. And a lot of us, I actually have this a mutation where I don't bind vitamin D as well as I should. So those folks, it's especially important to have a really good D level because it's already a bit handicapped in its effectiveness in being used. But when this calcitriol and this receptor bind together inside of the cell, it actually interacts with the nucleus, the DNA, and affects the expression of your DNA. And in other words, low vitamin D has a chain of events which ultimately result in you not expressing your DNA properly. You're not, you don't have the DNA being unfolded properly, so the RNAs are being made improperly, so the wrong proteins are being made or not being made. All that, can you imagine, that would have a little bit of an effect on your body. Right. And we now know that you pretty much name the condition. If you're low in vitamin D, you're going to have more of it and it's going to be worse. And we really don't have to list all the conditions. We'll talk about a few, but you name the condition. You want to have a good vitamin D level. And we now know that things like our immune system, vitally important. And Let's know. talk about that, the immune system, particularly since this recent episode of this COVID pandemic came out. Mm-hmm. We know that people that... that uh, had this viral illness, whether it was COVID or whether it was influenza, we know that uh, those with low vitamin D levels did poorly. And one of the things that was something that we were very unhappy about uh, was that when we would see public health officials speaking, I I never heard the word vitamin D, and it was uh, it was clear that it was a disingenuous um, in the uh, goal of improving health if you're not mentioning things that are obviously known to improve um, the immune system's function. And you know, weight loss, vitamin D would have been two common things that everybody should have uh, heard during the past two years. And the people, and most of the folks have heard about that, but it's not been from the public health officials, it's been talking to people in the wellness world and their own research. But vitamin D, it turned out when people got sick with COVID, even there was a study in Spain when even those who were already sick enough to be hospitalized, received a large dose of D, there was a significant difference in how they did. Their outcome. Their outcome, they had no deaths in, in, in the folks they studied. There were no deaths that received D, less ICU admissions, shorter hospital stays, lower severity of illness. So in other words, they did significantly better just with that one intervention. And this was the kind of study that when you did something ahead of time, and that gives you the best information. So I thought that was very exciting. And I was expecting everybody, this was actually done in late 2020, if right. I recall. You would have thought everybody would have been on that and doing more research and studies, but there was virtually no interest because vitamin D3 is over the counter. <laughs> and there's no, I mean, the, there's no significant profit right. uh, in vitamin D3. The p- companies that make it make a small profit, but it's nothing like going into the hospital and receiving remdesivir at two, three, or $4,000 in injection mm-hmm. or, or receiving uh, some medication, pa- Paxlovir or whatever the new Paxlovir, yeah. the new medication that come out with that costs hundreds of dollars a capsule. There's no money in helping people be well naturally. And that's why, so when things don't, work out as they seem they should, there's usually a very strong money trail. Uh, If people were getting well with vitamin D, 
and hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin on top of that if they were getting well and they were being treated proactively uh there would be less hospitalizations there would be less deaths because they wouldn't be killing them with remdesivir and there would be less fear that would lead people to want to go out and get the covid death shot and what they've done is by scaring individuals not using natural methods not being proactive in treating people on an outpatient basis just telling them when they had the whatever viral illness they had in the last two years, they'd say, well, go home. And if you can't breathe, come back to the hospital and we'll give you some remdesivir and put you, in the, put you on a ventilator. And of course, w- without getting off on that rabbit trail, we know that the hospitals were incentivized to hospitalize individuals and paid for COVID tests that were positive and paid when they put people into the ICU and they were paid 39000 extra dollars when they, when they, uh, Innovated them and they got paid five thousand dollars, four or five thousand dollars for every remdesivir treatment. And then if the patient died with the diagnosis of COVID, they got a twenty percent override on the whole hospital stay from the government. And it was a big money money uh, trail right there that led from the federal government, uh, NIH, NIAID, NIAID, all the way back to the hospital. So they were incentivized not to help people get well naturally. When we here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center, literally, I don't know, uh, Dr. Ellsworth, how many people, you know, we have about 6,000 active guests. How, how many of them do you think had, we treated, you think we treated 1,000 with a viral illness over the last two years in oh, 20, gosh, yes. 20 and 21? I, in 22 i think it would be north of that it would you know it was it was a lot of folks um and uh, you know the number of people that um that we see yeah it was a high percentage i, I actually don't have the exact count um, but that'd be interesting to know but uh we certainly uh vitamin d was was always one of the our key thoughts when if someone was sick we wanted to make sure that their d levels were adequate and if they they were already adequate fine but if not then we would want to boost those levels and boy, that should have been a part of every hospital protocol that was out there for getting the vitamin D where it should be. Well, literally, you know, I doubt that it was north of 2,000. I'm just thinking more 1,000, maybe there were 1,500. And some of these people weren't even guests of ours here at the center. They were just friends of guests or family members that we were helping out. And we, our treatment program consisted of hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, uh, vitamins A, B, C, D, zinc. Uh, quercetin. We had a host, uh, and then if people got in trouble, we'd give them oxygen at home, use oxygenators, and make wear oxometers. But we kept our guests at home, and we had um, no guests that we started treating personally. No guests that we treated personally that we ever told to go to the hospital. We had one or two guests of ours go to the hospital. Um, and once they got there, they were out of our care. We couldn't do anything for them. But, so we had no deaths of anybody that we treated and kept at home. And we kept a ton of them at home. Well, that, that was true after um, you know, we got into 2021. I think at the very beginning of 2021, um, before I, I knew better, I thought that hospitalization was helpful when people were desaturated. But um, the, you know, the hospital system had obviously uh, very much changed from what it used to be. Um, the interesting thing is right now, vitamin D is something that you can be taking on a regular basis. And that, that would be a great way to prevent the flu. That would be a great, you know, people are talking about 
all these concerns about viruses. And there's nothing you could be doing that would be more helpful in that regard. But another interesting thing is autoimmune diseases. Um, autoimmune conditions have a lot to do with our gut health, but they also have a lot to do with Real vitamin throat. D. Mm -hmm. Getting the vitamin D optimized really helps reduce the risk of having problems in that area. And the, um, I think most people who have an autoimmune condition are inclined to see maybe a, eventually a rheumatologist and talk to folks about, um, you know, may, do I need this medication or not? But you certainly uh, want to do all the basics before you ever go down that road because what you may need to do is just have a good eating plan and be getting your vitamin D where it needs to be. That seems to be one of the most important ones. And in fact, when we check for deficiencies, vitamin D deficiency is one of the most common things right. we see. Um, the, um, you know, you can be low in vitamin C, you can be low in vitamin A, you can be low on zinc, but vitamin D is certainly way up there as far as one of the most common deficiencies. And I think the reason is that people are just not getting out very much and sun exposure is probably the ideal and it is the ideal. And if you can get out in the middle of the day and have sun exposure, thing is you do need to be wearing something more like beach attire to be able to absorb <laughs> right. it. You know, walk, if I take my jacket off and walk outside and even roll up my sleeves, I'm just not exposing enough of my skin. You know, this isn't that much um, surface area. So the bottom line is that you have to be, you know, really in the mode of I'm going to go out and get my vitamin D or you're not going to get enough. And that's why we recommend, uh, taking, the, take your supplements. Then you know that you've got, then you know that you've got it. And I recommended, uh, we recommend anywhere from five to 10,000 international units a day. Get your vitamin D level checked. I like to keep my level somewhere between 70 and 100 uh, nanograms. Uh, and that, and um, my reading informs me that when you keep it above 70, you have the strongest and healthiest immune system. I try to keep it that way. As Dr. Ellsworth mentioned, it's also very important in autoimmune diseases. And so those autoimmune diseases can be rheumatoid arthritis. It could be autoimmune thyroiditis. Uh, any number of different problems could be caused by that. It's also very important to prevent osteoporosis. So vitamin D3 uh, is very important to keep your calcium because it it it, it affects your parathyroid hormone, which governs your calcium levels in your blood. And if you don't have enough vitamin D, then you end up uh, sucking out calcium out of your bones. Parathyroid hormone sucks that out to keep your calcium levels normal in the bloodstream. So you want to take vitamin D for bone health. It's also been shown in uh, studies, the Framingham study, which was a long study done up in Massachusetts, a hospital in Massachusetts following heart disease, patients with heart disease. And it was shown that individuals that had a higher level of vitamin D, it correlated with a much lower risk of heart disease and high blood pressure. So vitamin D is so very important and critical to our overall health. It's also important in, um, it's also important in your mental health. Uh, you've heard of the term um, uh, seasonal, seasonal affective. affective disorder called SAD. And that's when certain people at certain times of the year, particularly in the winter when they don't get much sunlight, they get depressed. And about 10% or more of the population is affected by seasonal changes. And when it becomes wintertime and when you have very little sunlight, 
uh, a lot of people have depression during that time. And it seems to be correlated with the low levels of vitamin D. And so vitamin D has been used in people with higher levels of vitamin D. Studies have shown there's a strong correlation between low levels of vitamin D and depression and, high, and higher levels of vitamin D and feeling better. So vitamin D has an effect not only on your physical health, cardiovascular function, on your, on your bone structure, but also on your mental health. And it's also been shown to be very important in, in uh, individuals with dementia or cognitive disorders as they get older. It's been shown that individuals that have dementia individuals that have cognitive changes. In other words, they're not, they're getting older and they're having their Biden moments and can't remember who they are or where they are. Well, it's been shown that that is related to lower levels of vitamin D. And as they supplement vitamin D, they tend to return to a more normal baseline. So for these reasons, we highly recommend vitamin D3. And let's talk about the, uh, the other supplement we have that's combined a vitamin D3 with a K2. Talk about that. Well, vitamin D and K2 work hand in hand and, and they work and vitamin D helps you absorb calcium. The vitamin K2 helps calcium go to the right place. And so one of the concerns is if you're deficient in vitamin K2, which is also a common deficiency, you'll absorb the calcium, but it might go to the arterial walls and call, cause inflammation. So we have this combo product and I'm generally seeing that levels are even better with the combo product with the same dose of vitamin D. I'm not sure exactly why, but it seems to enhance absorption. And uh, we're finding that um, the vitamin D levels, uh, you know, when I, we started uh, giving vitamin D checking levels back in, the, you know, gosh, probably 19 years ago, 18 yeah. years ago, I would give a thousand of D, check a level, and I noticed the level had only nudged just a little bit go up to 2,000, and then once we started going above 2,000, I was really getting nervous because I had never seen vitamin D used in my clinical experience. Right. And so I didn't know how much to use, but they were describing that in some of the literature as being a high dose, but you would check the level, the 25-hydroxy-D level, and it, most people needed 5,000 to 10,000 a day to have a good level. Some people need more, some people less, but that's a, the average. And what I found is that when you get people, you know, 70-ish is a good goal. And when people are at that level, it's as long as they keep taking their D, they keep that level. But it is important, you have to keep taking the D. Um, I've noticed that sometimes when people uh, reach, reach a level, level they, go, they, they have it in their mind that I'm okay now, and then they back off on taking it, and the levels will promptly drop. So you do want to keep taking right. it. So um, the takeaway from this is that vitamin D3 is important. And we'd recommend taking it in combination with vitamin K2. We mm -hmm. have a combination product on that. and We'd highly recommend you doing that for the reasons that we've given earlier. Mm -hmm. Also, we'd recommend getting get yourself on a good immune pack. Be sure you're on good vitamin A, vitamin B complex, vit high levels of vitamin C. I always recommend 25. I recommend a gram per every 25 pounds of body weight. So if you weighed 150 pounds, you mm -hmm. take six grams a day or 6,000 milligrams a day. If you're 200 pounds, you take eight. I take somewhere around 12 every day and I weigh 175 pounds, but I'm a big advocate of Linus Pauling, who was a big advocate of vitamin C. And I saw his work back in the late 1980s and he convinced me of the importance of vitamin C. So that's very important for your immune system health as well. And we have an immune pack here that uh, here at Hotsey Health and Wellness Center that we think is very important that will help you strengthen the immune system. And 
One thing we haven't heard from our public health officials is the importance of immune system health and how to strengthen your immune system through good eating habits, supplementation with vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, uh, and herbs, and uh, good exercise program and a good sleep program. All these things are very important. As a matter of fact, I saw recently an interview that came from 1979, I think it was, with Dr. Fauci. It may have been later than that, where he was talking, where somebody asked him about immune system health and said, if I'm around, should I wear a mask? He said, don't wear a mask. You're paranoid. Don't worry about that. Build up your immune system. Get a good night's sleep. Eat healthy. Exercise. And and he was, now, you haven't heard him talk about that since the COVID came on. They adopted a completely different policy. But it's interesting to see him on one side <laughs> promoting natural approaches to health, and then all of a sudden, when this when they planned to roll out the COVID, it was you couldn't do any, you couldn't talk about immune system health without being canceled. <laughs> I mean, literally, you can't make this stuff up. When you talk about eating healthy and taking vitamins and minerals, the mainstream media, uh, it's not part of their narrative, so they want to cancel you completely. Yeah, the immune system got canceled, right? <laughs> well, you know, a healthy immune system is probably our best defense, right. our best insurance. and. Uh, vitamin D, you might think of as the least expensive insurance you can buy. I mean, even serious conditions like cancer. Right. You know. We should mention that, too. Cancer, it's been shown in individuals with low levels of vitamin C have a much higher incidence of cancer. And vitamin C lowers the uh, cancer cells' ability to reproduce themselves and, and create uh, um, micro uh, capillaries in, in, in those cancer cells. So, And it's been shown that those people that, particularly in women with breast cancer, the people that had low levels of vitamin D had a much higher incidence of breast cancer. Mm -hmm. These are correlations. We're not saying it causes breast cancer, but there's a relationship between low levels of vitamin C and poor health overall, whether it's cancer, heart disease, osteoporosis, uh, cognitive disorders, uh, a whole host of other problems are seem to be correlated with a low level of vitamin D. High levels of vitamin D have much less of these problems. So it makes sense Mm -hmm. to take vitamin D. And that's what we encourage you to do. So thanks for joining us today uh, on this show to hear Dr. Ellsworth and me uh, expostulate on vitamin D. And we encourage you to take. Thanks for joining us today. At Physicians Preference Pharmacy, we understand that the quality of your compounded medications directly affects the way you feel, which is why we believe that your pharmacy should specialize in compounding medications while also delivering extraordinary hospitality and guest service. We believe that both patients and prescribers should accept nothing less than consistency and quality from their compounding pharmacy. This is why we've implemented some of the strictest quality standards in compounding, exceeding standard requirements, achieving PCAB accreditation, which is the Pharmacy Compounding Accreditation Board, an organization that sets the highest standards in compounding pharmacy regarding the safety, cleanliness, and quality of your compounded prescriptions. Because of our commitment to complete health and wellness, we are dedicated to making your medications free of lactose, parabens, artificial sweeteners, and any unnecessary dyes, binders, or fillers present in many other medications, offering you the cleanest products possible.
information provided on this program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this program is at the listener's discretion.